When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here with the of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump, Mr. President. How are you this week? Uh, we're doing very well. Thank you for asking. You sort of stumbled when you were saying president of the United States. But, I uh, yeah, must have something in my Excuse tooth. me, I'm talking. And things at Mar-a-Lago are beautiful. The weather is beautiful. We have great freedom down here, thanks to the very talented Governor DeSantis. So everything's good. We're doing strong presidenting down here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the country is looking, uh, you know, despite Sleepy Joe leading to Five, it's a, what's he up to now? 540,000 lost souls. We're going to talk about COVID in a little okay, bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, short story is Mar-a-Lago is great and I'm doing even better. Well, Mr. President, we have a, a special guest on today. Uh, he is a Grammy Award winner. We have Mr. Richard Marks is our guest today. Mr. Wow. President, yes. It's a lot of star power. It's okay. it's huge star power. Yes, Richard. They said, I, they said I couldn't pull the stars, but you know what? They all want to be on the podcast. Well, they it's an honor. Um, before we get started, um, you can check out Richard Marks every Wednesday on his podcast Te- Tequila Talk with his wife, and he has a memoir coming out on July six. Stories to tell. You can pre-order everywhere: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that good stuff. Okay, tech uh, stuff guy. I got to interrupt you because normally I don't care about people's wives, obviously, but when someone's married to a talented, beautiful model, I think it's very necessary that you don't just say Richard Marks and his wife. Well, we're going to get to that later, but if you want oh, so to break it open now, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, but all right, you can drive if you want, Mr. President. No, I'd rather go off the cliff with you. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show, Richard. Um, Mr. President, lots of things going on. Um, and by the way, a lot of people wouldn't like me having a marks on the, uh, but we've already put a disclaimer that this is not <laughs> communist. I mean, did you are, really we break, are, we breaking, are we breaking this here? Are you? Uh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 I, 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 I fall much more in line with the uh, the, the funny ones than, than, the, than the least funny ones. Grouchy. Much more, you know, what, what are the chances a guy named Grouchy is going to be funny? I, I don't know if his grouchy. name was Grouchy. Yeah. Yeah. Grouchy. That was his and nickname. Be- grouchy yeah, Groucho. Yeah. And then he became, uh, you know, a green creature in a trash can. Very versatile. <laughs> Mr. President, you were talking about COVID for a second before, and I stopped you. Um, the CDC has found uh, documents that you and your administration downplayed the severity of the pandemic. There's actually proof of that. Um, w- what do you have to say about that? 
Why did they have to find documents? Did they not watch my press conferences? I was, I mean, I, they act like it's a big secret. Oh, we found documents. Ooh, you found, look at my press conferences. I told them it would go away. This is the, pro it was, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the people. You would agree, right? Uh, what do we call you? Do we call you Richard? Do we call you? Uh, you, can call me, you can call me Dickie Boy. You can okay. call me. Uh, Mike Pence, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think when it comes to transparency, you've been nothing if not consistent. You see that? That's called bipartisanship tech stuff, guy. We both but Mr. agree. But Mr. President, you keep blaming President Biden on all these deaths of the pandemic, but you were in charge. And aren't you technically in charge right now since March 4th, QAnon? Aren't you now... No, if you, you you obviously didn't get the Q newsletter, it goes out monthly. Uh, <laughs> you know, you'd think it would be a quarterly because of Q, but it's that's how they trick you. It's a monthly, and uh, you know they said now we're looking at more of a April first. You know, because if it doesn't happen, we can say April Fools. But if it does happen, it'll take people by surprise. So we're moving the date. We're moving the date, and we're we're, we're organizing some things. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, for I heard. I heard, it, I heard it was two weeks. Well, there was talk of two weeks. That's correct. You oh, there's uh, been a lot of talk of two weeks. Uh, but that's what, I, that's what I heard was two weeks. Look at that pup. Richard Marks has a, has a strong looking dog. That's not a dog I'd expect a radical leftist to have. <laughs> it's a tough looking dog. This is Betty Davis. Uh, can I see Betty Davis' eyes, please? There you go. Kim Carnes right there. Aww. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, so two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks is you say two weeks. It's like a wellness check for tyranny, you know, come back, check in with us every two weeks. We'll see how the tyranny is going. And, uh, you know, it's sort of an overall wellness for our, uh, for our government check. So, uh, you know what, St. Patrick's day, we'll enjoy St. Patrick's day and then we'll see, uh, Maybe we'll see on the 20th what's going on. Are you taking any blame for these COVID deaths yet, Mr. President? No, I, I stopped. I put the China ban in. Without the China ban, they, even Fauci said it, we would have had 14 billion deaths without the China ban. So I'm very proud of what we did. But I don't understand why um, you're not pushing for people to get vaccinated um, Biden made a speech the other night. Richard Marks, please go get vaccinated. Okay, you see, that's so that's fake news that you're saying. I just not, I just asked somebody to go get vaccinated. But Richard Marks is not one of your supporters, and I'm talking about your supporters. How come you don't reach out to them and tell them to get vaccinated? Uh, because we believe in freedom, and I don't want to make them do it. I don't want to tell them to do it. But look, I encouraged the great Richard Marks to do it. And I think that's even better. I'm telling somebody who hasn't been too nice to me on social media, I'm telling him to do it. So I think that's even more powerful than telling my supporters to do it. Well, you, you got vaccinated. I did. In January, before you left the White House. Oh, I, yeah, no, actually, you know what I did? I got vaccinated for a lot of things because, <laughs> you know, when you're about to be on the market again, you know, you want a clean bill of health to show all the, all the, you know, the models that are going to be trying to be the fourth Mrs. Trump. So yes, it's very important uh, to have a clean bill of health.
Yeah. Plus, you want to you want to prevent any diseases you might get in prison. That's true. That's true. Although I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not going to prison. They'll or they'll put me on like house arrest in my beautiful triplex. I think I have a triplex apartment. That's even better than a duplex, by the way. Are you afraid of going to prison, Mr. President, if you were sent? That's a good question. Uh, are you saying like I wouldn't know which Aryan nation gang to lead? You know, well, it's sort of a, a real dealer's choice kind of uh, prison experience. You do kind of, have, you really do have your pick of the litter, don't you? Unbelievable. Well, I like that tall guy with the shaved head, but what about these sort of guys with the tattoos that don't look too friendly? You know, we sort of just a lot of choice. So, and I'm pro-choice, you know, not with women's bodies, but with uh, prison gangs, very pro-choice. That's good. So you're going to have your pick of the Aryan, uh, Aryan gang in prison? Well, you've got the brother, the Aryan Brotherhood, if mm-hmm. you want to be close. But then there's the Aryan Nation, if you're sort of like a more proud nationalist. It's, it's uh, what they're doing right now with Aryan prison gangs. It's like a, it's you know how they call this like peak TV right now because there's so many great television shows. It's really a peak prison gang uh, right now. So if if I do go to prison, which I don't think I will, it would be a uh, no better time, no better time to go. Would you get a tattoo if they made you get a tattoo to join their gang? Would you get a tattoo? It's a good question. Do you think I should get a tattoo, Richard Marx? Oh, I can think of a few tattoos for you. <laughs> well, we're waiting. Sorry, what, what was that? Oh, who was that? The, the model. Uh, <laughs> the model uh, Okay, we respect that. The, uh, she was she was saying she was saying, do you miss the Miss Universe pageant? Uh, I really miss Miss Teen USA more than anything. That's probably the one I miss the most. But uh, I miss all the pageants. All the pageants are great. Uh, But we'll look into getting some tattoos. We'll take some suggestions on Twitter for some strong Trump tattoos. In fact, we should be doing a business, Trump tattoos. You know, TT. You get two golden T's. What part of your anatomy would you have tattooed first? You know, I sort of like having my guns not covered up, you know, covers up the definition. So I thought, it was I, all the ban- I thought all the band-aids you constantly wear are covering up the guns. Never seen anybody. You wear more band-aids than Michael Jackson in his prime. What the fuck? Well, I'm actually, I don't know if you remember this. I had a lot of endorsements from rappers in 2020 and uh, Nelly didn't go public with his, but Nelly was, you know, he sort of shared some of his band-aids with me. So uh, it's sort of solidarity with Nelly. That's what we're calling that. But uh, probably on my back, because it's so big and strong. I think that would be, you know, it's a, they'd call that a, a beautiful canvas for the tattoo artist. You know, you just sort of tighten the folds and you, and it's a strong back. How does it go again? You know, you've you've seen it in the movies. Like, yeah, well, gotcha. you're a rock star guy. You've you've probably seen your share of tattoos. I have indeed. Melania's got some, right? Uh, she has what we call a Trump stamp on her lower back. 
<laughs> I thought so. Now, Mr. President, did you see the interview with, with Oprah and uh, the royal family and Meghan Markle? Did you happen to see that whole interview? I did. I found it very upsetting. What was so upsetting about it? To see Meghan Markle just totally trying to destroy a great family was so upsetting. It was, you know, I always want to back the American and she is American. Uh, but, you know, the, the queen was very nice to me when I met her. And uh, I don't believe they're racist. In fact, they said they laughed when I visited them and said, this guy's way more racist than us. And I'm the least racist person in the world. So if they think I'm more racist than them, it means they are totally not racist. So I think um, Meghan Markle was just, it's a, it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing what she did. You called her no good. No good, Meghan. You know, because there's Megan Good, who's a very attractive African-American actress. And so I call this one No Good Megan, because she's not good. Now, you didn't feel for her in any of the part of the interview, how she was like a prisoner, how she no, was No, I, I mean, I tried to feel her up once, but, no. I, you know, there was, you know, we didn't get close enough. But it, no, I don't. Uh, no, that's if she said that I did, that would be a, another lie, another lie by No Good Megan. No. No, I'm saying you didn't um, have any sympathy for her, for what she went through and how she was kept as like a prisoner there and how she dealt with all these uh, all the, these racist comments. Um, you, you didn't feel for her any sympathy, nothing. It sounded, it sounded very sad what she went through. She was on a show called Suits that was not very well reviewed. And then she became a princess. I don't understand why I'm supposed to feel sympathy. This sounds, it's not like she was on a great show like The Apprentice. Uh, so no, no sympathy. Now Richard Marx has written many sort of sympathetic songs, very sweet songs. Uh, we'll get into that later, but do you have sympathy for No Good Megan? Uh, I feel bad for her of what she went through. I mean- no Is your name does... Richard Marx? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't really- Go back on the tape and I said, Richard Marx. He did, in fact. Wow. Boom. But, but Lee, you go first. I just said I, was, no I said I felt I felt bad for her. I, all the things that she went through, I felt horrible for her. I mean, any person who has a heart would feel bad for her. I second this. Okay. Well, we've got two week, two weeks, two week, two weaklings, one Trump. That's going to be the new YouTube video. I mean, how can you, how can you be so callous about someone saying that they considered taking their own life? Okay, well, the calluses are because we ran out of lotion at Mar-a-Lago. So that's, if you're talking about calluses, I don't know how you can see them through the Zoom. But the, no, she, I don't, I think if somebody feels that way, it's a very sad thing. I'm saying, I don't believe Megan. I think she's just trying to get sympathy and uh, I'm not buying it. You're not buying, buying Prince Harry's story either? You're not buying any of it? Uh, the guy in the Nazi uniform? Uh, you want me to be sympathetic? All of a sudden, oh, Donald Trump, the alt-right. But now, excuse me, I'm supposed to support the redhead in the Nazi uniform? Now, now 
for Trump to be nice, I have to support the Nazi uniform. The left can't make up its mind. They can't make up their mind. I didn't say you should support him. I just said, did you feel for any of his story about his, about his wife if you didn't believe her? I only felt bad for Diana. Okay, I guess that's fair. Um, because people don't know this, but she wanted to date me. <laughs> so you felt bad that you turned her down? Well, I didn't, you know, we, I didn't officially turn. I said, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. What was and the hesitation? I didn't feel like flying across the Atlantic, you know, just at that time. I was enjoying myself in New York, building great buildings. And I said, darling, if you want to date Trump, you can come on over. And she, you know, she felt like it wasn't uh, the right time for her. So I had great sympathy for Diana. She, you know, the, the idea of not being able to date me is like probably one of life's great tragedies. Whatever happened to her? Are you kidding? You, you're serious. Well, I, you know, I, I'm asking. I'm curious. She died years ago in a, in a car crash. Horrible. Um, that is sad. That is sad. And still, having never dated me, so that's that really makes it somehow that makes it even sadder. 1997, she died. What were you? What were you up to in 1997? Oh, Ivanka was sitting on my lap that whole year. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that I get upset when I think of Ivanka. Yeah, very emotional. (laughs) Yeah, pulls pulls at the uh, at the heartstrings and at other things as well. And other things, other strings. Get upset. Get upset. Uh, Well. Mr. President, we have another great sponsor this week, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but we have March Madness, the NCAA tournament, NBA. We have the NHL, and baseball's right around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Plus, they have a casino with poker and blackjack, real uptime, uh, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Use code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's CLNS50. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. Now, Mr. President, we do have an election coming up, and um, um, Dickie Boy, you, d- you, you did say we called that? Dickie Boy. Uh, well, Mr. You can Pre- see that through the Zoom. What can I say? Your <laughs> oh, election. I said election, election. election. Ele- yes, well, yes. we do have that. We do have the yes. great politics. Great politics. Election. Uh, Rich Richard Marks, have you ever thought about jumping into politics? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like my skeletons just where they are. I hear you. Um, that's a mention. That's a mention. And this is the, this is the real answer. Why would anyone who, who gets to do for a living, a great living, something that they love to do, why would anyone want to be in politics? Ugh. I don't know. 
Mr. President, do you have an answer for that? I do, because sometimes a skinny black guy insults you in 2011 and you decide, well, spite is a hell of a drug. <laughs> now we know. Okay. So you're really for the American people, we can see. Love the American people. Love, they're great people. We wanted to make America great again, and we did. How'd that and work out for you? So well. So, I mean. Yeah, but, but they just, but Obama just came in as the most popular president right after you left office. Like he's still, even after four years of you, it's, he's still considered the most popular president. Not on OAN polls. If you watch OAN polls, they have me at 96%. I don't, I don't. Oh, do you not, I believe, do, I believe do you not afford the elite cable package that gives you OAN? I just, I mean, I could just go to a Proud Boys rally and get the news. Are they, okay, well, there you go. We agree. <laughs> you can do that too. Now, Mr. President, we do have a election coming up on uh, March 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We have a president for the Patreon Patriot president here we have an election we have uh officially one two three four six candidates and i just want to roll through them very quickly yeah we can go through all their slogans and everything on the night of the election but just want to let everybody know who is running for the election here it's very diverse crowd here we have a non-human running we also have an african-american running we it's cast a big tent at the uh, making podcast great again a big tent not like the lefty podcasts well, if you want to hear the candidates, we have former Patreon president Thomas Fitzgerald is throwing his hat into the ring again to win back the presidency that was given by you. He is very upset about that. We have Rudley with the hard R. That is our African-American candidate. He will be running. We have Otto the dog. We have a dog running. I can't wait to hear his speech. It should be amazing. We have an Australian, Michael Craig, running for president. We have Alex Gesh running. And we have one of your biggest fans who might have worked for you in the past, Mr. iPhone, is also running. What do you think about these candidates, Mr. President? Well, unlike lefty podcasts who only show up with the same people, we are allowing foreigners, we're allowing animals, we're allowing African-Americans to run. And I think that is, uh, it speaks so highly of our podcast. It's because it's, other podcasts don't even have elections. Okay, they're total dictatorships. But uh, I'm very proud of our nominees and we'll see, we'll see what happens on the 25th. The 25th, 8 p.m., sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA, and pick what level is good for you. We have our final segment of the evening, and it is Trump versus Marx, okay? And we have some topics here, and both of you guys, you may not see eye to eye, but you have more in common. Did you say not see? I said not see eye to eye, but oh. Nazi would also work in this podcast. Um, you guys have a lot more in common than you think. Now, we're going to go to Mr. President on, on this one first. And I want to know, Mr. President, your top three Richard Marks songs. What are your top three? And you could tell us why also why they're so important to you. Well, I want, I want to hear his, his top songs. What it, you know, we, I want to find out what he thinks are his best songs because he's probably wrong. So you want to hear well, what his best songs are first so then you can tell him that his best songs are not his best songs? 
You know what? I'll hear. I'll get. I'll let him know my top three, and then we'll we'll go to him if that's the way you want to do it. Please. Top, top three. Okay. Well, there's right here waiting, a classic. I think you'd agree. Right here waiting, and that's what I would. Uh, you know, every time we sent Ivanka off to college, I would stand. Remember, say anything. But I would mm -hmm. stand with a big boombox playing right here waiting as she drove <laughs> away. You know, it was a sort of very tender moment. Uh, mm -hmm. Endless summer nights, a beautiful classic. Uh, when she would go to summer camp, when the bus would be taking her to summer camp, I would stand with a big boombox as it played endless summer nights because it felt endless when she was away from me. And the most touching, it's not one you sang, but I know it's one you won a Grammy for, uh, Dance With My Father. Uh, beautiful song. Uh, I danced with Ivanka at her wedding to it. And we both kind of understood that it was really kind of like a, there was a lot of hidden meanings in that song, you know, sort of, I, I, it's a family podcast. So I don't want to get too crude, but it was, uh, you know, those are the top three. I don't think anybody would dispute that those are a worthy top three Richard Marx songs. I appreciate that. I, it's interesting to me that you relate any of my songs or those choices of songs to your relationship with Ivanka. Interesting. Well, you know, um, you know the power of art. Art can be, you know, it's, it's different things to different people. So, you know. Mm. Right here I, was waiting, thinking, Ivanka. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking um, as you were doing that list, and I appreciate that you even know those three songs. Uh, you know, you've had a lot of trouble, especially during the, the failed re-election campaign, um, getting in trouble using songs like you used Born in the USA, unironically. Uh, and Springsteen wasn't happy about that. I think there was a... Uh, well, that's because he's podcasting with his buddy Obama. You know, I guess he didn't want to, you know, he, he was very important podcast, the boss. But I think, boss, that, I think that from now on, anytime you appear in public, the song that plays should be one of my songs, which is called Should Have Known Better. Do we have your permission to do that? Oh, yeah, you do. All right. Well, there it is. You, there it is. Song. <laughs> you know what they said? Oh, Donald Trump will never get the permission of a you know, strong, progressive, lefty, radical Hollywood entertainment person. But here I am. Should have known better. There it is. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate mm -hmm. it. Like, a, like an <laughs> olive branch coming from radical left California. It's an endorsement there, Mr. President. Is that one of your top songs? It is now. Okay. <laughs> I think right here waiting certainly is, uh, it's the song that is the most famous song I've ever written. So I love that people, anywhere I play in the entire world, anywhere I perform, they know that song. Um, and I would say, uh, I would say, um, what else? Don't Mean Nothing. Don't Mean Nothing is the song that really sort of changed my life. It was my first hit back in 1911. And I still love playing that song. Again, like just a straight ahead rock and roll song never fails. 
So I, I go with that. And that's actually what I always have my lawyers play whenever we're answering a charge. I'm they sure. Don't mean nothing. So mm. honorable mention to don't mean nothing. Okay. Fair enough. Mr. President, may I ask uh, our guest uh, a question before we move on? Sure. Uh, Richard, I have a question about songwriting. Do you write um, the same style of how you write a song or you write songs in totally different ways every time you sit down to write a song? You mean the the actual method of writing? Yeah, like your process. Is it the same every time or oh. it's different every time? It's mostly uh, it's mostly the same is that I... I, I for, for as long as I can remember, I don't write songs usually with an instrument in hand or at, or at a piano. Even though I play piano and guitar, I hardly ever write a song initially at an instrument because I, I realized early on that no matter how good a player you may be, you're limited to write what you're able to play. So you're so you put these there are these restrictions. So I thought, well, wait a minute, if I just imagine a song in my head then I'm open to anything. Anything that I can imagine I, will become a song. And so as a singer, I, I, I just sort of hear the whole, it starts with just a melody, the lyrics usually come later, but as soon as I start writing a piece of music or writing a song in my head, I hear the finished record. I don't hear it as sort of like a linear melody. I hear the drums and the bass and the, the whole band production and the sound and, um, so I, it all starts in my brain and then I'll go and work out what the chords are and sort of teach, or it used to be in the, back in the day, I would teach a great band what I'm hearing in my head and we would make it happen. Now it's just, you know, I go to the computer and, and sample that shit and figure it out. <laughs> That's cool. I was wondering. Now, if you had a video of me doing my dance silently, could you then kind of envision a song to that dance that dance is not <laughs> oh that dance that dance especially the framed in that camera angle right now whoa not not safe for work that's what they'd say to this angle <laughs> i bet I, mike pants loves that dance too doesn't he it's one of his favorites. It's the. It's yeah. really the only thing we have in common anymore. Is yeah. that he loves. He loves my dance. But, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's too bad what happened to Mike Pence. Now, Mr. President, you were talking before how both you and Richard are both married to models. Richard is married to supermodel Daisy Fuentes, and you are married to Melania. Um, Who? I think Richard wins that one by a landslide. Um, what do you think about the battle of the supermodel wives here? Oh, well, it's no contest. I mean, I've been with Mesopotamia for so many years and I, you know, she was never on TV. It's da Daisy Fuentes wins that one, of course. And she's a, she's a beautiful Cuban and Cubans love Trump. So it's like, you know, I, I now know why she's not part of the podcast because it's sort of like Richard Marx is sort of like, I don't know, the, the beautiful Cuban women, they love Trump so much. Honey, darling, stay away from the podcast. I don't you get too enticed by the power of Trump. So no, I would I would say she wins also. And you know, I have no what, what I have no loyalty to melanoma. So, you know, I can be honest. Uh, I don't think Richard is uh 
nervous about putting his wife on camera for you to steal her. I don't think that's one of his worries. Okay. He's shaking his head no too. So I'd agree to disagree because, you know, one of my African-American supporters once called me, uh, steal your grandma without her consent. That was like a a meme they put out. (laughs) So, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of people who find Trump very enticing. Now you were also speaking (laughs) at the beginning of the episode about well, you used to have a very powerful presence on social media, Mr. President, on Twitter, and you were saying that Richard has some strong Twitter hands also. Would you like to discuss that? Well, you know, Richard is reminds me of myself on Twitter in his own way because there's these very positive tweets and he shares art and his friends making music, and that's very nice, a little weak, but it's nice. And then if somebody crosses Richard Marx, and this is what I like about him, to be honest, you would think I respect it. I shouldn't say I like it, but I respect it is when somebody comes at him in his mentions, he's not afraid to take a Twitter acoustic guitar and slam it over their Twitter head. (laughs) And, you know, you can, you can sort of not agree with somebody's politics or their opinion, but you can respect the way they go about their business. And people sort of think, Oh, it's the same thing with me. We're both sort of 80s hair icons, okay? And then people think, oh, because you have very powerful, beautiful hair, I'm going to come at you. And Richard Marks lays the smack down. He says, no, 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 you're not going to do this. Not here, not now, not ever. So even though I don't agree with his politics, I think he, he represents, as my African-Americans would say, he represents very well uh, on Twitter, Richard, how would you look at yourself on Twitter? Um, do you uh, see yourself compared to Donald Trump with your strong Twitter hands? Oh, boy. I, it's like looking in a mirror, <laughs> except only one of us is left. Um, yeah, I think aside from the lying and the racism and the horrible misogyny, bigotry, and just overall awfulness, I, it's, it's the same thing. So you're saying you have room for improvement, and that's great self-reflection. <laughs> that's great self That's why we like you, because you're always, there's a real growth process. You're always willing to improve. And you know what? I have a great respect for you, Richard Marks. Great respect. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Although, really, I think one of the great things you pulled off, I think having... A Cuban, a Cuban wife and having the last name Marx is like one of the most amazing thing. That's the most powerful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and that, I never thought about it that way. You're absolutely right. We have, we have two more topics here. Um, Richard, you've been a, a vegetarian your whole entire life and now a vegan. And we have Mr. President here who um, wish, is not. wish he owns stock in McDonald's because he eats it so much. Um, your, your, your diets are so different, Mr. President. You said you were going to try to get him to join you for a McDonald's uh, lunch or a dinner. I don't think it's going to work, but how can you convince him to eat some McDonald's with you? Well, I mean, they've, they've come out with a plant-based burger at McDonald's. So what I like to do is I'll order three Big Macs 
but I will order the plant-based burger to use as a plate <laughs> so that I'm sort of, you know, I'm endorsing, you know, indirectly a sort of vegan lifestyle. So I think, you know, that's once again, I think there's compromise there. Mm. Do you find being a vegan boring? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, actually. Getting less and less boring. Oh, this is like breaking news. I've never heard a vegan actually admit that. I mean, so it depends on where you're, it depends on where you are and what your circumstances are. But yeah, sometimes when it's, you know, especially when I'm on tour and I'm playing towns where you know, it's not exactly a vegan Mecca, uh, it can be daunting. Sometimes it's, just, you know, sometimes it's French fries and a martini's dinner, you know, but. That sounds pretty uh, nice to be it's, honest. It's getting, uh, it's getting easier and easier. You know, you have impo the impossible burger. You've got beyond sausage. You've got um, all these plant-based uh, versions of our favorite foods. I, I applaud these people who have been vegan for 20, 30 years when they were basically just eating raw kale all day. So... That's true. By the way, when you said Beyond Sausage, uh, that's actually the name of Mike Pence's favorite magazine. So, <laughs> the full title, it's Beyond Sausage, uh, the discerning gentleman's magazine for the closeted Christian. It's a, it's, a, it's a new magazine, but it's doing quite well. It's a very long title for the magazine. Well, you know, you open up, you know, it's... You think, it's just, you it's, think the title's long? <laughs> Check out the centerfold. <laughs> Not a lot of vegan uh, centerfolds for Mike Pence in that magazine. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk to you both about that you both have in common, you are both a uh, father to three sons, and I wanted to know your approach to parenting. Uh, Richard, if you'd like to go first with your approach to parenting three young boys, and then um, Mr. Uh, President, you do have a third son, Baron, just to remind you before we you answer that question. One day we'll figure out this in. mystery. We'll figure out this <laughs> mystery, but, uh, you know, yes, Richard Marks parenting as a, as sort of a famous, not as famous as me, but still pretty famous person. What was that like? Um, well, they, they saw what, what my life, I, you know, that I included them in my world then when they were really young, I started taking them on the road with me so that they understood when I was away, which was pretty frequently, I wanted them to have a real uh, sense of where, where I was and what I was doing so, so that it wasn't mysterious. And they would come out on the road and sometimes I'd give them jobs. They'd help, you know, be a roadie and they would sort of hang out with me. And I, they spent a lot of time with me um, on the road and, and in the studio. And they're all, all three of my sons now, they're 27, 28, and 30 years old. They're all great musician, producer, songwriters. They're, um, you know, they, they saw how much I love what I did. So I would say um, that that was a, a big factor. I think sadly, the thing that I recommend, which I can't really recommend in your case, is to lead by example. <laughs> okay, well, we, in a way, we have similarities again in our parenting style because I brought uh, Ivanka and Don Jr. and Eric into the family business and now they're very successful and wealthy. 
And I just think you made a mistake. See, what I did was I ignored my kids for the first 22 years. Well, not Ivanka. Not Ivanka. Not Ivanka. I paid extra attention to her. But, you know, you ignore them. You act like they don't exist. And then they want your attention. And then when they were useful and could fill out a W-9, I said, come on, join daddy at the office. So we do have that in common where I showed them what I do and now they're in the business as well. So I don't know. I feel like we're, you know, this is like that moment in that movie Step Brothers when they go, did we just become best friends? Yeah, so many similarities. It's quite incredible. So I'm curious. Clearly, Ivanka's your favorite. Clearly. But if you had to choose your second favorite offspring, who would that be? Wow, that's a... Uh... You know, most people would probably think I'd say Don Jr., but actually Don Jr. is a disgrace and he sort of makes me upset that he has the same name as me. So I would say in a little bit of an upset, Eric, Eric, because uh, he's not on cocaine. So that's another step up from Don. And uh, I think he actually, I think he actually might love me. (laughs) So I'd say Eric is number two. Okay. Oh, I, I would too. It's it, the, the parenting styles are, are, are so different. It's a, uh, it's amazing. Um, oh, they're different. They're sort of different paths to the same result. You know, they both end up in the same business successful. Uh, uh, but one chose to involve them. The Richard Marks, I would call this the weaker form. He chose to involve them and, you know, make them a part of his life. And I chose the, Powerful neglect. That's the parenting book I'm coming out with uh, next year. You know, I know Richard Marx is coming out with a book. I have one called Powerful Neglect. How to make strong kids by never spending time with them. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good, a good book. And uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's been my technique. So different techniques, but I think you, uh, you know, there's more than one way to have a, a strong uh, family. Well, uh, Mr. President, I think you, you've said enough. Um, Father of the year and uh, Richard Marks, thank you so much for, for being a guest on the show. Everyone, check out Richard and his wife, Daisy Fuentes, their podcast, Tequila Talk. That's every Wednesday where you can find podcasts, iTunes, um, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I'm sure it's on all those platforms, so check that out. And he has a memoir coming out on July 6th, Stories to Tell, pre-ordered on Amazon, on uh, Barnes & Noble. Again, July 6th, Stories to Tell. Richard Marks, thank you so much for coming on the show and being a guest. Uh, we really My appreciate pleasure, you and a, and a big fan. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Huge, huge fan. Very strong respect. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, thank you. Hi, this is JL. Fooled you. It's been me the whole time. Uh, really appreciate Wait, you doing what? this. Wait, <laughs> what? Uh, really appreciate you doing this. Uh, thank you for your, for your support, your tweets, your kindness throughout this last year also. Um, and uh, I hope our, our audience, I think, will, will find this to be a particular, instead of me just impersonating someone and saying we have a guest, it'll be a real treat to have an actual A-list superstar guest on the show. And it's not just JL uh, having a mental episode. Yeah, but that's enough, man, because you're, you're a separate and apart. Look, you, you, you may have become uber famous for the Trump thing, but as I've told you 
privately, you know, you're just a really, really talented guy on every level. So, and I'm, I've been rooting for you for you from day one and I'm just part of the chorus now, part of the, part of the choir rooting uh, for you. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to getting the book and I'll see you on, I'll see you on Twitter. <laughs> All right. You guys yes. take care. Thank you so much. Have a good yeah. one. And thanks for everyone thank listening. You. We appreciate you. Um, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA and betonline.ag. Um, strong sponsor every single week. Uh, what a guest. Richard Marks. Thank you so much, everyone. And um, JL, close it out. We uh, And this is, uh, needless to say, that's why I broke character. Super excited to have had Richard Marks. And we do have some more uh, really guests, I would say, of, of that caliber coming up. So we promised you, if you stuck with the show, if you promoted the show, that we would deliver for you in this year. We, we knew that post-Trump, we'd have to step up to keep the show exciting and fun. And I hope you, I hope you realize that this is a, a, a major sort of, uh, we hope to trend this way. And, and we thank Richard Marks again for, for doing that. Very kind of him. Um, and, uh, I guess that's it. So, uh, bonus episode Wednesday night, St. Patrick's with Brett Kavanaugh, not the real Brett Kavanaugh. It'll just be, you know, someone that's talking right now. Um, so that's going to be for all Patreon people. So join up if you want to hear that. And the election, the Patreon presidential election will be only for perfect 10. So March figure 25th. out if you can step up yet, yeah, March 25th. So figure up, figure out if you can step up to the $5 level, if you're not a patron, or if you can up to the $10 level. But uh, thank you very much, those of you who are with us, who've kept faith with this weird podcast, even after Trump has somewhat faded. Uh, so we hope you accept this as one of many rewards to come for your loyalty. So thank you, stay safe, get vaccinated if you can, and God help us all. <laughs>